This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So, recap. Excited <laughs> about pick 13. We could probably one. keep talking about it, but we'll. Yeah, we could. But <laughs> then the Packers made a lot of moves in round two. Um, before we go into the individual players, right? They picked at 42. They stuck. This is the pick they got in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, they traded back and then picked at pick 50 and then they picked at 78. So I just want to toot our horn really quick (laughs) and say that one, you had Luke Musgrave in your, in your mock draft and two, you had some more players that, that they hit, but we'll get there. And then we also said they will double dip at tight end, Absolutely. which they did, and they took a wide receiver. So I don't know if we just are good at predicting the Packers' patterns or if they're <laughs> just really obvious with the things they like to do. We'll but take the credit. We'll say we'll that we're just take the credit, credit and say, again, this was just a very Packers-Packer draft. So with pick 42, they took tight end Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. Um, I think Luke was he fell to me he fell to 42 I think simply because he was hurt his last season right like this is a guy who could be the best tight end in this class potentially right he has like all again the athletic traits and the tools that he could they could use to deploy him but he has the injury and again he has some refinement to go but he's a really like high ceiling tight end in my mind with a lot of like just ability to add to this offense um, in a way that I think Matt LaFleur is probably like scripting up like really specific things for him. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that it's really easy, like at least with wide receivers and even running backs, like normally their collegiate stats, like jump off the page at you. Like they, you can, kind of tell you know based on college productivity how these guys are going to translate into the nfl the tight end position is not like that you know i think he had two touchdowns in college in 34 games like that doesn't scream at you that he would go on to be like an elite pro prospect but he really was very productive with the football in his hands really nice pass catcher which i think the packers have been missing at the tight end position you could argue tunyon did a little bit of that they're hoping josiah deguara can do more of that but They haven't had like that true weapon field stretcher kind of seam threat for this offense in a really long time. And I think that's one of the things that Luke Musgrave can bring really interesting. You know, maybe it's the injury as part of that. He ran a 4.6140 at the combine. So Lucas Van Ness was faster, which is really scary to think about. Seriously, I think it was Andy Herman who did the... RAS scores for LVN if he was at each position and he was literally a better he's just a freak athlete he's higher at everything um not to say that that does that should take anything away from Luke Musgraves because yes but I totally agree with you I see him taking a little bit more time to ease into this offense um I don't know if that's the injury just kind of like playing in my mind but to be honest with you, you talked about his ability to catch the ball. I totally agree. I'm thinking like seam ball all the way. Just like the Packers offense historically has always been so much more explosive when they've had a really good tight end, like in the rotation, actually catching balls, right? You think about like Jermichael Finley as the ultimate example. Like that Packers offense was absolutely off the charts insane 
even the season that Bobby Tunyon, you know, caught his most touchdowns, like that offense was just elite because they had that tight end option because they're mismatches, right? This guy is ginormous and you can move him around and create mismatches with him. But where I think he's going to have the value, at least in year one, is his blocking. Because he is a monster blocker. We know how important that is. It is really looking like the Packers are not going to have Mercedes Lewis back. And while I love Josiah DeGuara and Tyler Davis in blocking sets, I think Luke Musgrave just brings more juice to that. And again, that cannot be understated because the Packers are going to need to, A, give Jordan Love time to get the ball out. um, You know, not necessarily as quickly as, you know, we're used to with Aaron Rodgers and B, they're going to lean on the run game. And that's really where the tight ends are going to come in. Yeah. And this isn't intended to like, you know, belittle any of the tight ends that have come through Green Bay previously. But you can tell that the focus in this draft was to get athletes. Luke Musgrave was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. He had like over a 10 foot broad jump, 36 inch vertical, which is insane for a tight end of that size. I went back out of curiosity to look at the relative athletic scores of Jay Sternberger. It was in the fives. Josiah DeGuara was in the sixes. Luke Musgraves is over nine. You know, like these are elite athletes and you can just tell that Goody knew like they needed to get more athletic and more physical at that position. And do I think Josiah DeGuara can still be a good player for the Packers? Absolutely. Especially knowing how close he is with Jordan Love. I think there's a lot of chemistry there, but the, the, the Musgrave pick was, I don't want to call it surprising because I think we thought the Packers would take at least one, if not two tight ends, but it was a welcomed addition, you know, even before wide receiver, because we knew that it was such a need. And I think Luke Musgrave, like you said, is just such a fit for Matt LaFleur's offense. He can kind of play everywhere, which LaFleur is going to love. Yeah. I think it's so nice. Now the Packers have not only a tight end room period, but we'll get to Tucker craft in a second, but a tight end room filled with guys who fit very different roles, right? Tucker craft is going to be like your typical, like why tight end, like he's actually who I think is going to have like the most immediate impact of all the rookies, which again, we'll get there. I'm getting ahead of myself, but (laughs) you have Musgrave in there. Like you said, pass catcher, seam balls. And then you have Josiah DeGuara, who's more of that each back guy. And now all of a sudden you're looking at three players who fill holes at three very different needs. You can move around, add in the wide receivers, add in the running backs. And you're actually looking at a young offense who, if they put things together, could be really fun, right? We it's don't know. Scary for a doing. long time. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think my favorite thing about just now that the draft is over, because this was obviously going to be something that was true no matter who the Packers drafted, but just seeing this team now, they're so young. Aaron Jones is the oldest player, oldest starter on offense right now. Like this team all of a sudden went from like, look, you're hanging on to Aaron Rodgers and you just want more, one more, one more, hopefully one more. And so you're hanging on to his guys and you're hanging on, you're hanging on. And these guys are only getting older to all of a sudden being like really young and like, flushed with talent and athleticism and maybe need some help getting to that finished product. But I think it's such a 180 from the Packers teams that we've seen in the past few years. It's just like, it's just so exciting um, to think about the potential. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too, this offense is going to look different. Like any Packers offense without Aaron Rodgers for the last 15 seasons, obviously is going to look different, but 
just the skill positions in general. Like there was a, a, a possibility at one point that this offense could have been Jordan Love, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis. Like you could have had a lot of those old prospects or old players come back and the vets to surround Jordan Love. I kind of like that the Packers went really young here and they're giving these guys time to develop and take control of the room, take ownership and say, you know, we were drafted high for a reason. This is what we'll bring to the table. And I think that's really exciting to think yeah. that this is an offense that hasn't even touched its ceiling. And especially knowing, you know, the, the, I don't know if you want to call them issues that Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers had about how they run an offense. This could be a, not just from a player perspective, but the way that the offense is run, I think will look very different in 2023. So fans will, should be excited. Yeah. I don't even know like what the ceiling of this team is yet. You know what I mean? Like they haven't even all gotten together. Who's presumably going to start. And I think that brings us really nicely toward the third pick because the Packers had like kind of three fun young receivers in the room last year. And now all of a sudden (laughs) it's only the three of them. And Christian Watson is really the only like true, you know, locked up his spot starter. While I personally think Romeo Dobbs has as well. Um, The order in which and where they play and how much they play and all that is still like very open to for interpretation. And the Packers took wide receiver Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. Um, Admittedly, not someone that I had watched before the draft. I know Ben Fennell was like super high on him, which is really fun because I think of all the draft people that both know the draft super well and are really attuned to the Packers as a team for him to say he likes that fit. Like I, I super trust Ben, but I watched Jaden Reed and he's fun. He's super (laughs) fun. Obviously from a size perspective, not totally a normal Packer, but they need a slot guy. So that fills a hole right there. And, but it wasn't until I watched him blocking at Michigan state that I was like, okay, now I see what they love about him. Cause he's a dog. Like he is a dog. He will run you to the ground as a blocker. It doesn't matter that he's not getting the ball. And I just think we make a lot of jokes, right. About blocking being such a need um, for the Packers to like really consider someone. But I also take it a step further, not to get a little like philosophical about it all. But like, <laughs> if you're getting a guy who's a willing blocker, who doesn't give a shit that like, he's not getting the ball that play that he's not even in the play, but he knows that he's key to making whatever's happening with the ball happen. That's a team player, right? That's a team first do your one eleventh mentality player. And I think it says a lot about a guy, especially what the young ones who you're bringing into a new room to all kind of look around and say, okay, we're just pieces of this puzzle and no one's looking for like, you know, that spotlight, that moment, et cetera. So that's what I loved about him. I'm excited about it. I know Michigan State didn't really have a great offense last season. But again, like you said, this is about projection and ceiling, not really about what they did in college. Yeah. And I mean, I I think it's so funny that when the pick was made, everyone's like, we're so excited about it. We love him. But we didn't even have him on our board because the Packers <laughs> have such specific metrics, right? Like they never take receivers under 200 pounds. And he's, I think, 187, 189. So I was like, oh, just cross that off, you know, but he actually is a more traditional size slot and he's pretty tall, 5'11". You know, he's right at the cusp. They've drafted shorter receivers, obviously, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers. Um, But I thought it was funny that everybody kept talking about his return ability because obviously you're hoping you don't necessarily need him to do that. You've got Keyshawn Nixon, the all pro, but he returned two punts for touchdowns in college. So 
thinking about, you know, I like to call him the real head coach, Rich Passaccia, and his uh, um, kind of his arm twisting of Goody. Special teams is going to look better too, which is going to again matter. We'll we'll get on the soapbox very much later in the the off season, but it'll matter for a young quarterback. So just really smart move here by the Packers. Obviously they're hoping that his production is more like his 2021 season where he had 10 touchdowns than 2022, but you know, can't yeah. fault these guys. Just really exciting. Um, not somebody I had on the board, but somebody that I love for this offense, somebody that's more traditional. And I think that he could just, Matt LaFleur is going to scheme him up some jet sweeps, some motions. It's going to yeah. be exciting. Yeah. But I think also the diversity of his body size is good for this room. You know what yes. I mean? Like as much as I love those bigger bodied receivers, like I think there's somebody at his size with his kind of agile ability. Like, he can just do different things because he's smaller. Right. And, and I think there's something to be said for that. And this wasn't even the only wide receiver that the Packers picked. We're going to get into them when we get to day three, but they took another wide receiver in round five, who I know is like a very Packers Twitter um, pick Packers Twitter loves uh, Dontavian Wicks and then they took another one um, later in round s- nope yeah Grant DeBose Charlotte round seven so like they really rounded the room out like they always do at every level but we got to talk about my favorite pick of the draft <laughs> now somebody um, snatched in our dynasty league I did I snatched him <laughs> in our dynasty league because Tucker Craft Tight end SF to go to state again, Packers double dip day three. I really, or day two in their third round. I really, really hope he, he is the one that breaks the Are round. Are going to get that jersey? The round three curse. No, not yet. I got to see him play first, but I love this pick. I love this pick. I just think he is again, just such a Packers player from like the way he was watching the draft unfold with his family to just like everything that he can do for this team, right? Like this is the guy who, again, it's interesting because he's third round pick and he's not the like kind of freak athletic traits guy, even though he has a very high RAS elite also all day long. Um, I think he's the guy that's going to come in and just like produce right away. You're just going to stick him in and he's going to play Y and he's going to catch a bunch of balls. And he's just going to be kind of like, this is a, such a hard prediction of mine, but he's going to become like a little bit of a safety net, right? He's just going to be like big body, streak across the field, catch the balls from Jordan Love. He's got the you know yards after the completion kind of guy. Just done, easy. Take the hits, make the blocks, do all the things. Just total team player. I love it. I'm so excited about it. It took me seeing him get the phone call in what I'm assuming is a garage, surrounded <laughs> by his family, not anyone dressed up envisioning that there's crock pot somewhere and there's like Miller light off in the corner somewhere and some spotted cow. And I was like, yeah, this is the most Packer tight end that could ever be a Packer. And then he gets on his press, his call with the media and talks about how he's going to do a bunch of Lambo leaps and bears fans are going to hate it. And it just felt like such, such a green Bay move. And, you know, I, I said it on um, the Odyssey draft show with Baldy that, you know, Oh, the Packers aren't going to take, a wide receiver or a tight end in the first round for another 20, 22 years. And I said it like in jest, like I, I wasn't mad that, that, that it wasn't a guy like JSN because the Packers have a way of finding these players in the later rounds. And 
how can you look at their success in the second round with wide receivers and be mad at the players that they take in the first round? Like it just doesn't make sense. So Tucker craft, you know, he didn't have to be a Bubba Frank's 2000 first round pick to go be really productive for this offense. And like you said, he can play anywhere. I had a really productive collegiate season actually was offered or collegiate career was offered more money to play elsewhere, turned it down. So just everything yeah. about him screams, you know, consummate professional. I think he's, he's going to just do really good things for this offense as a rookie. Yeah, I totally agree. I love that he turned not, not for nothing, by the way, the team that offered him more money to come play was Alabama. <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just, again, like stuck to his roots, stuck to his team loyalty, all of that. I just think on off the field, all these guys so far, really excited about 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 